another episode of TBI Talks Tech. I'm Eric Hill, sales trainer with TBI, and along with me is Dave Polakowski, operations trainer here at TBI, and today we have another very special guest. This guest joined us actually at the beginning of COVID to talk about our transition from the office to home, so now we're actually doing the reverse and talking a little bit about going back into the office. It is the one and only Senior Director of IT and Facilities at TBI. It's Joel Hoffman. Joel, thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. It's been a wild year. It, it has <laughs> been a wild year. I, I would expect uh, you you would know that more or as well as anybody, right? So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it. Um, so, you know, one of the things we wanted to talk about, Joel, that is, is pretty big news and is affecting a lot of industries and, and companies is just kind of the supply chain effect, right? So there's a, a big computer chips uh, shortage that's affecting obviously IT as well as you know automakers and other types of businesses. So from an IT director standpoint, um, how has the chip shortage and availability you know, of uh, supply chain disruptions kind of affected you? Yeah, we, we actually had problems early on during the, the pandemic also. There was some relief in the middle where things things seem to flow just fine, but now we're back to having difficulty sorting uh, the laptops, tablets, pretty much anything that we, we use, monitors even. The chip shortage has affected it to the point where we have to actually buy lesser equipment. And we, we have a standard that we try to, to stay so that all the employees have the same type of hardware across all the departments. And we've had to kind of downgrade that a bit to be able to get machines. And the cost of these machines is equal to what we were paying for the, the higher grade machines, right? So it's out there. I can find them. It's just, it's not easy. And my porch suppliers are getting beat up all day long. I'm just... I'm just beating them up. We have had the model all along. We buy as we need. Right now, it's at the point where I'm I'm trying to stock up a bit, which probably exasperates the the issue. Be all the IT directors and managers are doing the same thing and buying up what they think they're going to need for the next two or three months. Yeah, that, that's interesting, Joel. And so, some of what I've just read, like independently, is it's kind of a choke point in Taiwan with some of the chip making industries, and it's affecting like not only our industry as far as technology, but then that just trickles down to consumer electronics. You know, the auto but industry. The auto industry, I think, is getting hit ridiculously hard. What What have you seen there? What have you heard? Plants where they're continuing to build vehicles and then taking them out and parking them in lots. And when the chips come in, they're going to pull them back in and put them on the assembly line and put the computers on. The production hasn't really slowed down. They're still rolling out vehicles. They just can't sell them because mm -hmm. they don't have any smarts. Yeah, it's a bottleneck. Yeah. Is, is it going to lead to inflation or what do you think there? So my gut is, yeah. I mean, there's some inflation happening now. I can, like, as I said, like, I'm not getting the discounts I got before. You know, I, what the articles that I've been reading is about a 3% expected inflation. But on the other hand, once the chips come in and they flood the market and they're all there i'm assuming that the prices will drop when there's a backlog of equipment in nine or ten months yeah and hopefully we can get there kind of sooner than later because as you kind of explained it's not only just availability but we're kind of sacrificing some quality it sounds like as far as you know the types of machines and stuff we're getting yeah. as well so I, I know i know a couple of manufacturers have just put laptops on hold like they're not making them because they don't have the chips wow yeah so that's it's a obviously a pretty big disruption for an it director anybody in uh you know the computer world of any kind so um as well as you know kind of this supply chain disruption we also wanted to talk about of course you know the return to office or the return to um, a hybrid model at least we know a lot of companies are kind of adopting that. 
As far as TBI's plan for going back to office, I know there's been a lot of you know changes over the last year as far as how we've approached that. As far as security, I know that's something we talked about. What is the security going to look like when we return to office as far as opposed to the security we have working from home? Well, first of all, I, I got to tell you, we probably made at least six different incarnations of office re-entry plans. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get, get, it, get, get a plan in place, and then there's a wrench that gets thrown in there. So we did start bringing people back last month. Uh, we have, on average, I want to say about 30 people a day in the office right now. But the security, we made a, a, a few strategic changes during COVID because of COVID. Um, you know, we only had... 20% of our workforce that worked outside of Chicagoland before the pandemic or worked remote on a, on a regular basis. So while we had security in place and we had uh, antivirus and, and different tools on the endpoints, we did utilize a VPN quite a bit to have the security around the, the, the TBI data, right? So with everybody going remote, the VPN didn't seem to offer the best solution. And we've we've added additional layers of security with new tools like Mimecast and Cisco's umbrella product for, for DNS filtering away from the office. And then most recently, we've added a security provider that's a SOC that's going to handle our endpoints and monitor both all the machines, both in the network and when they're away from the network. So I have live real-time monitoring of what's going on. Uh, no matter where anybody's working. Before, we, we were very focused on 80% of the company inside the building taking care of that security. And uh, the remote, while there was security around it, it wasn't the focal point. Now the focal point is all around security on all the devices, no matter where they work. Very cool. Is it one of TBI's providers, Joel, that partners can access that we're using for the SOC as it a is, service? It, it, it's CyberSafe. Had a great uh, relationship with them as a, as a vendor. They're really making it fairly painless for us. A few questions here and there, and, and uh, then the rollout started. So it's it's fun to see some of the alerts and stuff, too. Now, but I, I knew things were happening in the background, right? And now I'm like, oh, there it is. There it's actually happening. So. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to, getting back in there and like seeing how the lab has progressed. I'm sure I can get you or Zach to show me what some of those alerts look like as well. Just just talk to us really quick about how single sign-on and the Okta platform fits into that wider security strategy, Joel. We started with single sign-on and, and, and Okta uh, almost, I want to say two and a half years ago now. But uh, the impetus for us was we, we needed to have a way to have less passwords uh, honestly helped us probably did about 30% of their tickets where people forgot their passwords, right? So this was allowed, helped us to maintain really just one system for access control. It allows the user a number of ways to get uh, two-factor authentication so that the two-factor gives us that extra level of security, right, when people are logging into things. But uh, we also use it as our, our source of, of, of authentication on our on-demand app. So that's, that's what is the gatekeeper that allows people to log in and out. And that's what I'm like throwing hand signals at Depole about on the Zoom call to where it's like, hey, let me let me plug it. UTBI and Partner IQ, they're part of single sign on yeah, now for partners. <laughs> like, cause that was such a pain, that was such a pain in the butt, you know, for, 
for training new agents, right? Where it's, Not only it's that, you but, got all these disparate username passwords. Usernames and passwords, but you also, we went uh, a step above with partner IQ and on-demand in, in some of these areas because we have two separate user groups, right? We have employee user groups and we have partner user groups that need access to them. And the applications themselves don't always allow for dual login, right, from two different areas into the same system. So we, we had to have special code written and special uh, uh, work done by both the on-demand team and partner IQ to get that. So we can have that separate level of security with employees versus partners and still get into the same system. Yeah, on-demand has been great as, as like the hub you know, for partners, just accessing everything through Okta and, and using on-demand as the jumping off point to where they can also do the pricing and ordering in the tool also. It's been it's been great. And it, it, it's just going to continue to expand. We're uh, BI is doing a great job in development and deployment of, you know, different system after different system. It's going to be an ongoing tool that everybody's going to be able to utilize how's it been logistically joel with some of the like the i know we talked about new machines and being able to get those out and the quality not being to to what we would usually want it to be what about like intake when turnovers occur and people you know leave the organization it's another challenge right typically somebody leaves the organization their last days in the office you grab their equipment and you're done right We've done it a few different ways. If they're close to Chicago, they can come in their last day, drop off the equipment, uh, and we'll take it from them. If they're a little farther out and they can't get there, there's there's an option for them just to drop ship, or we'll send out boxes with labels in them, and they can pack them up. Either way, it seems to work. Tracking it's been a little bit. like Sometimes when people quit, they are not the fastest to respond to getting equipment back. So a little bit of additional legwork to pull some of that back in. But so far, we haven't lost anything. Everything's come back. I, I will jump back to this real quick. You, you had asked earlier about security. You know, the hot topic these days is this, it's zero trust, mm. making making sure that the networks are, are secure and that only known allowed entities are able to access the networks. Once we've finished with the cyber safe deployment, zero trust will be our next jumping off point for security. We're going to work on that. Uh, Zach has already started doing some research and development and how to make it happen. Since January, we've implemented four new systems inside of TBI. So in six months, we've deployed four new security platforms to help us out and we'll throw another one on there before the end of the year who do you i mean just because of the business we're in you guys have no shortage of resources to draw upon as far as guidance right but who's who's helping you make some of these decisions externally? um honestly i use tech rumors a lot i mean why wouldn't i they're in house right <laughs> they're they're there they respond we, we had our own um security experts go and do a security system uh, audit on us on where we were. Luckily, for my my sake, it came back uh, that we were on track, that the things that we were implementing is, is the items that we were lacking and that they were already in play. And um, you know, these are the same recommendations we would make for our partners and their, their customers. So uh, why wouldn't I take advantage of that same subject matter expert and utilize them in-house. 
the plugs that we dropped are just shameless. Right? I'm trying. <laughs> I'm, you know, <laughs> Partner, I keep I wasn't even, gurus yeah. on demand. I wasn't yeah. even sure if I could. So I was, you know, skating around a little bit, trying to see if I should or shouldn't. Uh, but then you guys just start dropping them like bombs over there. So, well, I'm on the sales side, so it's all I got. <laughs> got to. And if you got the resources, got to plug them. So, I mean, might as well right. uh, make it known, right? Right. I mean, look, I, I'm in a great position. It's it's very unique that I have all these vendors at my fingertips to tap into. Right. People have to go do research and find them, or or, or go to their agent and and have them source them. I have, well, not recently, but I have them walking in my office door, you know, Hey, look, what's new. Let, let's try this out. Do you guys want a subscription to do this? It's a, it's a playground. It really is. It's, it's a very nice position to be in. It is. I feel that way on the training side too. I think it's a fine line. You got to walk though, to make sure you're not spending too much time in the sandbox you know, and you're turning back and you're relating it to partners in the real world. Well, it, it allows me the benefit of, of really vetting a, a, a number of platforms and picking the one that's right for TBI, right? Just because it's right for TBI doesn't mean it's right for everybody. And just because we sell it doesn't mean it's right for us either. So it gives me the ability to, to, to really pick the best that's the best for TBI. I know I feel secure. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's my goal, Eric. Just make you feel secure. Doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, look, I'm looking, like you said, there's like 30 people a day in the office mm-hmm. now. I know after the fourth, we're going to be back there, uh, Dave and myself, you know, one mm-hmm. day a week. So I'm looking forward to the days being more purpose built. You know, we can get in there, use the studio for podcast recording like this, strategize with the team. You'll have the whiteboards again and different color markers. I'm, run, I'm running out of notebooks over here. So. <laughs> so I can tell you, since people are coming in, it is just organically growing, right? They're, they come in for their one day and they're like, oh yeah, I, I need to be here Tuesday too. And then they come in on Tuesday. And while we have a plan in place for, for the summer and then starting again after Labor Day in a, in a more scheduled environment, the reality is, is that there's more and more people coming in every day because it's they meet somebody. Maybe, maybe with the city open and everybody getting vaccinated, they're going out to lunches together again and they're having that team building experience again. So it's, it's just going to happen organically. I mean, we'll... We'll set some guidelines around it, but I'm assuming that by Labor Day, when people are scheduled to come back in more regularly, it's going to be just natural for them to be there already. Yeah, I know. Like we've we've just made two really strong hires in the the Texas markets. It should be really familiar to all you partners out there. They come from a competitor I will not name, but they know Brandon Smith really well. We'll just say that. But I know they're already you know, getting out there. They're like they're already meeting with with solution providers, with partners. Uh, so point being, we're not only going back to the office, we're starting to meet with partners, getting back out in the field again. You know, that's what I'm really excited about. Uh, not so excited for like my first airport experience with some of the the behavior I've seen in the grocery store. Yeah, but it it'll be good once I'm there. I think to interact with the park. Oh, I, I mean, I've done some travel already a little bit. The airport was probably about forty percent uh, full. It was pretty empty, so I, like it was kind of nice. I didn't have to wait in line for anything. We've, we're doing our first trade show too. We're back out at at, at trade shows. Oh yeah, so, yeah, in yeah. Miami, right? In Miami, yep. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, they didn't ask me to go to that one for some funny reason. So I don't know how this happens to me, but I, I somehow got in charge of the 
the, the show booth at one point. So I, <laughs> I, <laughs> nice. just where it's just where it's located. Now we're like taking care of it. Mm, but um, right. so it took us about three weeks to track it down because it was sent out to Vegas for channel partners and then channel partners <laughs> never happened. And it was still sitting in a warehouse in Vegas. So Jeez. had to track that down and get it shipped out to Florida. Jeez. Yeah. And I figured that's going to probably be the case with um, a lot of companies, a lot of people, as they get back, as we're kind of saying, not only to the office, but back to traveling, going to trade shows and all that sorts of thing. You know, you talked about the vibe in the office, right? And that's something I'm really looking forward to is just kind of getting back into somewhat of a more normal environment. I don't mind the hybrid, you know, work from anywhere kind of thing. It, it gives you a lot of freedom in certain instances, but I think it's going to be a very cool thing to see this kind of organically grow. And as people start coming back, people will become more social. We'll start being more collaborative. I feel have a feeling and just kind of being around each other. And that's something um, I think we're all kind of looking forward to. Yep. So for those of you that know or don't know, I, I actually choose to sit in the call center. My office is in the call center area because I enjoy the energy. I enjoy the vibe, right? I enjoy uh, the bells ringing when they make a sale. It, it kind of keeps you pumped up and there was 12 months I was in there and I, a lot of days I was the only body, right? Brian Reynolds sent me a, a picture one day. He knew I was in there and it was just Macaulay Culkin running around like home alone. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, he's much. like, this is you in the office, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, I pretty, pretty much, much felt like that. Yeah. Um, but to, uh, yesterday we ordered lunch. We had a, a, a little bit of fun in the office. It was, it was really nice again. So normal feels normal yeah that's great i'm definitely looking forward to uh to joining you in office shortly and uh hopefully others will follow well we know they will eventually but uh hopefully people will start coming back and choose or to else. stay or else yeah <laughs> or, or we're gonna send joel after you yeah don't uh, send me after <laughs> so yeah joel thank you so much for joining us um it's really great to talk you know about returning to the office as opposed to leaving this was a little bit more of an uplifting conversation i suppose for me so thanks for taking the time and if anybody has any questions or would like to reach out regarding our podcast, please reach out to training at tbicom.com. And for Eric Hills, I'm Dave Polakowski. This has been TBI Talks Tech.